talking your favorite sports on a Tuesday and what an exciting weekend we had in sports. We are so excited to bring you all of the great headlines, all of the things that we loved and hated to see, all of the women out there who have game. I'm sure you're excited for us to bring back We Might Have to Fight. And of course, we have to identify them losers of the week. As the kids would say, it's lit. It's lit. It sounds better coming from you. <laughs> How you doing over there, Kalea? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. That's I had a great good. weekend. Cannot complain at all. That is great. Yeah. I, I feel, I sense that you're about to come after me with some stuff, but that's okay. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm centered. I'm a centered being. So. I, mean, I don't know if I would say come after you, but... It'll be normal, you know, normal attacks from me on a Tuesday. Ah, you love to see it, I guess. <laughs> I love to see it. I hope you love to see it. But yeah, we're going to jump right in because we have so much to cover. Um, yes. So let's get started with what in the sports. So we're going to start with the Saints and that crazy showdown that we watch. Game of the year. You said that about the ra- the Ravens. Game of the year. Okay. You said that about the Ravens. <laughs> I don't understand which game of the year you want. Okay. I'm going to let Sean Payton take it away. Let's do it. Man, a back and forth game. A tough loss. And so many different momentum swings in that game. You probably have to watch the film two or three times to kind of go through the, the ebbs and flows that it, that it had. Um, credit San Francisco they made the plays in the end when they needed to. Um, it was a little surprising to me that it ended up being that type of game. Uh, I didn't think it would be. I thought it would be much lower scoring, but that's the way, the direction it went. And, uh, you know, you got to score one couple. So, any questions? I don't know. I don't, I don't want to answer one officiating question. I don't want to answer one officiating question. Not a one, not a one. He said not one. So, Kalea, as as a seasonal Saints fan. Seasonal? <laughs> yes, you are. Let's be honest. As a seasonal Saints fan, where the Saints robbed and did this give you flashbacks of last year? Yes. Uh, you know, all I saw was the chance to go to the Super Bowl robbed from the Saints again. Like, oh, it was so hard to watch. Drew Brees had an amazing game. Just he did. Amazing. He had an amazing game. But his defense should have never allowed that to happen. And that's always what you can say about the Saints. Yeah, he, so, (laughs) I was surprised, first of all, when this game came on, I'm thinking like 17 to 14, you know, like last week it was the Ravens at the the Niners, 17, 14, 
two good defenses, two high power offenses. It's going to be great, but like defenses are going to control this game. And in the first half, I was so wrong. Like I literally like Breeze made a play and then Jimmy G made a play and then Breeze made a play and then Jimmy G made a play. And then the the halftime score looked like a final score and I had no idea what was going on. And then the Saints start turning the ball over like crazy. And it was so entertaining though. I was like, I don't know if I like this matchup better or I don't know if I like the the Niners and the Seahawks better because that was a phenomenal game too. It was. So I don't know which game, which matchup I like better in the NFC Championship, but what I took away from that game is the NFC Championship is going to be lit and I hope that the Saints get the benefit of the calls because the explanation the refs gave about that, it being a fake punt and a block play, I was like, but he threw it right. and it was a fake punt. And I'm like, I'm not buying it. But yeah, yeah it I, was hard. It was ugh, terrible flashbacks. Terrible. Awful. I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening again. I can't, can't imagine how Sean Payton felt or how Drew Brees felt. Just being there again, mm-hmm. watching that happen. Yeah. And Sean Payton, I just remember the sideline of him just like, he's just like pointing and like yelling. And he's like, you didn't see this like to the refs. Um, but, but yeah, I, I love that game. I hated to see the Niners win that game. It was something about them winning that game that just didn't feel right. I was like, eh. They shouldn't have won. And it was in New Orleans and you literally just like when they won, you were just like deflated. It was like, and I felt like it was coming because, you know, the Saints go down, they get that touchdown, right? And then you're like, oh, but there's 53 seconds left. And oh, the 49ers didn't have to use any timeouts. They didn't have to use any challenges. So they have all three timeouts. They're about to get at least a field goal. And that's why I was like, it's very important for them to convert this two-point conversion and then it didn't happen so that's when I was like this they're probably about to lose um they got a tough call I think the Saints have had the most interesting year of any NFL team because at times people are like that's the team that's going to the Super Bowl like this is their moment and at other times you're like I just don't know like who you're gonna be out there right like even during a game yeah so that's always the same. So you don't know who they're going to show up as. Yeah. So, yes, I think that the Saints were robbed. But sometimes you just can't leave that time on the clock. And we'll talk about that later with another team. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, but, but game of the year, game of the year, I said what I said. It was it was a phenomenal game, um, and I'm excited for the NFC Championship. There are some really good teams in the NFC, and I think they're going to be dogfighting their way to try to get that Super Bowl spot, and I can't wait. I don't know if I trust you calling game of the year again because you called it already. 
I called it against when the Seahawks and the Niners went into overtime. I completely called it. Yeah, game of the year. But you know what? They could be multiple nominees. You know, that's that's why we have nominees. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever you say. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Yes. To the AFC. Another great game, by the way. Uh, it was. It really was. <laughs> Let's talk about those Patriots. Oh, so man. before we get started, let's hear from Bill Belichick first. So how do you how do you feel at all right now about the state of your, your offense? So how do you how do you feel at all right now about the state of your, your offense? Bill, that's it. Such a Bill, like such a Bill Belichick response, right? Like, yeah, we, we pay a little bit better, we would have won. Of course. Duh. But listen, so, okay. Let's hear from the Patriots fan. All right. That's did enough now. I 100% did not cry over millionaires throwing the football in the air <laughs> at all. Um, but I will say that. Listen, yes, if you ask me, if someone were to stop me on the street, the Patriots got robbed. 100%. They got robbed. But guess what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares that they got robbed. But they were robbed. Let's just put the facts out there on the table. The NFL has continually made changes to prevent things like this from happening, right? So first thing that we're putting on the table Kelsey fumbles. They force the ball out of his hands. Patriots defender picks that ball up and starts running. He has a lot of open field ahead of him. At best, he gets a first and goal for Tom Brady, which they really need, by the way. They need the best field positioning that they could get. So then you not only stop that play, but I've been watching the NFL all season, and nobody stops the play, right? Like, they stopped stopping that play to avoid things like this. So you stop the play. That's number one. You rob them of great field positioning, which they desperately need. Number two, you didn't call that a touchdown because you say he stepped out of bounds. But you sat there and you talked about it. You two came together and you were like, you know, no, you know, if he was in or he was out. And then one judge is like, you know, we just call it out. That 100% makes no sense because then you can't look at it, right? Like, they've been erring on the side of let's just call it a touchdown. That way we can look at it and then we can overturn it. Irrefutable evidence. But no, you sit up there and not call it a touchdown and don't give them a chance. You're continually taking points off the board for them. They lose by seven points. They lose by one touchdown. That's 10, that's 10, 10 potential points right there. If they get first and goal, at least they get a chip shot. At the field goal, if they don't, if they don't punch it in, they win by three. No overtime needed. No like late drive needed. And you put more pressure on the Chiefs to do something during that drive if they're down three versus if they're down seven, right? Like it's just a different type of game, a different type of flow. And they completely put their hands in the cookie jar. Now, why are Patriots fans so upset? Because everything goes their way. That never happens to the Patriots, right? That happens to the Lions, happens to the Saints, but not the Patriots, not Bill and Tom. So that's why people are pissed. 
I really don't care. I hate bad officiating. So that's why I'm that passionate about it. But be consistent. Be 100% consistent. Wow. Thank you for that Patriots rant. (laughs) I have to speak up. We got a lot of Patriots fans over the weekend because of our posting of the the non-TD TD. So I got to speak up for you guys. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Uh, (laughs) Be better. I mean, oh my God. Offense needs to be better. Bill Belichick wanted to bypass that question, but that is the issue. Tom Brady did not play well. His receivers did not catch balls that needed to be caught. Sonny Michelle is trapped. Also, why would you put him in instead of James White? James White is the truth. When I see the Patriots and this loss, I see terrible decisions by the coaching staff. I don't see terrible. I mean, there were some bad calls. Okay, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Calls, but not okay. calls that I would be like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were cheated out of. Whatever, because this is what the Patriots do to other people. Correction, this is what the refs do for the Patriots to other people. Let's just let's just this let's just put it out the there. And then other the other thing, Kalea, is they were at Foxborough. This wasn't even we're in, you know, we're 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 down there in Kansas City. And these are some house calls that just aren't going our way. That wasn't it. This never happens in Foxborough. They literally never lose in Foxborough. Like that, that Edelman and Tom Brady playing together are undefeated in Foxborough. Like that's how serious this is. Like that's why people are upset. The fans were booing because they were literally like, we ain't never seen nothing like this before. We don't lose when we're standing here. <laughs> Welcome to I'll, being a Lions fan. Listen, Welcome to yes. Welcome being, being a Browns fan. Yes, I, I 100% agree. But I understand why Patriots fans are just livid. Because as a Lions fan, I was livid when some of those things happened to me. And we lose all the time. So imagine if we won all the time and then those things happened to my team. I'll be flipping stuff over. Like, no, you don't do this to us. We're winners. It's a new decade for, for the Lions. Yeah, it's a new decade. Because yeah. they're losing to people my age. They're losing to 24 and younger. And 22. I mean, Lamar Jackson is 22 yeah. years old. Yeah. At the end Deshaun's of the day, what? Deshaun? So, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson's young. They're losing yeah. to people who are 25 and younger. So, I'll, I'll say, though, how insane, though, would this be if, once again, Tom Brady, he doesn't have offensive weapons? Like, um, uh, oh, my God, Rob Gronkowski uh-huh. was Tom Brady's savior. Like, you needed a third, like, if, if they had Rob Gronkowski during that last run, they would have had the touchdown to at least tie it up because he's their safety net. It used to be Edelman, but Edelman was playing alongside who? 
Rob Gronkowski. Like you double Rob and you leave Edelman out to do whatever and and just hope for the best, right? Your boy Tony Romo said it. Edelman used to just be open because you had to double Rob. Then you had Josh Gordon on the side. Right. You had another person on the side. Right. Now you're concerned about all three of them. Wait, oh, there's Edelman. He's just There's wild. Edelman. He's so, tiny and he's quick and he's just, I'll catch the ball when you need me to, Tom. Those were also three people that Tom Brady could trust. I don't get the sense that Tom Brady trusts anybody in this offense. Well, like, except for James White, probably. Well, but who are these people? I've never heard Exactly. Of except for Sanu. Okay, whatever. Sanu and, has not been yeah. the Sanu that we know. No, no, he's aged. He never had and, to be the number one guy in Atlanta. Exactly. No. But he was he was playing along Julio, for God's sake. Like, yeah. <laughs> the greatest receiver. Yeah. So, this is why you don't get rid of Josh Gordon. Yeah. Because now you have Edelman trying to just get open. Edelman is what? Is he your height or is he my height? No, he's not. <laughs> but Edelman is what five six, five seven. He's not tiny. A, a huge he's super tiny. But he's yeah. not like this huge. In football terms, he's yeah. not huge. He's not especially huge. for a receiver. Right. Yeah. And you got these big Chiefs linemen on him. Like, mm-hmm. what do you expect? It's they need a legit tight end to to help with this offense. Otherwise, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen for the Patriots. They've got three games left. I. My theory is that they went out. They've got uh, the Dolphins and the Bills. I think they'll beat the Bills, even though that I think that'll be a good game. And they've got one more, but it's against the non. I think it's the Giants. Um, but they'll be they'll be fine. They'll win out. They'll probably end thirteen and three, which is a good record. Yeah. And. Still, even with all these struggles, they're thir- they they might end thirteen and three. How insane is that? Like they're still crazy good, but they're struggling. I wouldn't and say they're crazy good. I would say that they are good. They're the unhappiest thirteen and three team probably yes. of all time. The most problematic thirteen three team, which we'll talk about a little bit later too. You keep saying that, and yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah. Well, another problematic team that's a very popular franchise, the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh my God, they've lost three in a row. This team is trash. (laughs) They lost three in a row, including the Bears this past week, the Bills before that, and then I think the game before that was the Patriots' loss. So, which was a given. Keep in mind that this team lost to the Jets. Like I, I just, I just really want to. Like I know it was like one of Sam Darnold's first games back, and they were really itching for a win. But they still, they lost to the Jets. The Jets are pretty bad. And the Dolphins beat the Jets. And the Dolphins beat the Jets. Correct. Hey, that fits magic, man. (laughs) Um. So will will do you think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs? The what? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I do actually. So okay, their last three games are the Rams, the Eagles, and the in Washington. And the Eagles just won yesterday. And if the Eagles win out, they make the playoffs. The, one of the Eagles matchups is against the Cowboys, and then they've got two others. 
So the reason that I said yes about the Cowboys is because Alshon Jeffrey was Carson Wentz looked terrible Also, okay. that was a All terrible right. game on Monday Night Football. I am disgusted with thinking that this <laughs> was the game that we wanted to see. You know what game you wanted to see on Monday night? What game did you want to see, Kalei? The Saints 49ers. Oh, not, yes. Not of course. Of course, Kalei. So, Listen. That been a great Monday night game. No, I don't disagree with you. But listen, we got to see Eli. <laughs> we got to see Eli. Like, come on. We got to see Eli. 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 Okay, here's what I'll say. I don't think the Cowboys will make the playoffs because I think the Eagles will. Um, the Eagles play the Giants as the last game of the season. They play the Cowboys at home, and they play Washington next week. Listen, the Cowboys didn't make it a playoff. First of all, they're going to lose to the Rams this weekend because the Rams, Rams are like they're trending at the right time. They but they're like getting stuff together that everybody was complaining to them about. It seems like they lost, they got embarrassed by Baltimore, and then they were like, okay, look. We really have to get our stuff together. Otherwise, we're just going to, everybody's going to be laughing at us. Yeah. So they're going to lose, they're going to lose next week um, to the Rams. And then, you know, the Eagles Cowboys game, that's going to be at Lincoln Finance. Look, I just don't, I don't see it happening. The, the Cowboys look terrible. They look the absolutely look awful. Okay, first of all, I want to address that. I want to address what you said about Carson Wentz because, yes. He looked bad, okay, for about <laughs> for about for about four quarters. But then we for about no 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 for about three and a half quarters. But then we got to the end, and oh my god, Wentz came back. Like, look, it was like I don't know what happened. I don't know if somebody like showed him how he used to be on a tape or something. I don't know what happened. Something clicked for Wentz, and the announcer said it best. All of a sudden. This Eagles offense looks unstoppable. Like from the time they drove to get seven to tie it up to go to overtime, and in overtime, once they won the won the coin flip, it was like, oh, we are rolling. Boom! He hit every pass. He was hitting every pass. He was ducking and diving. He was like spinning. It was like wits, wits, wits. Look, I'm trying to tell you, you better watch out for this team because no. they're trending. <laughs> no. It was just one game. It was the Giants. He was popping it. I don't care. He was popping it. Do you know how upset I would be losing to the Giants? Oh, do you know how upset the Eagles fans were? They were booing. They were booing every, like, boo. That was at Lincoln Financial. They were, like, boo. They were, like, going after him. For four and a half quarters, like, for three and a half quarters, they were, like, no, get him off my team. Don't like him. And then all of a sudden, announcer said it best. All of a sudden, this Eagles offense looks unstoppable. And it was great. I loved it. It's going to be great because they're they're about to get on the roll. They are, mark my words, they are about to get on the roll. They're going to beat Washington. They're going to beat the Cowboys. And then they're going to beat New York again. And they are going to make the playoffs. And y'all better watch out because Doug Peterson in the playoffs is different than Doug Peterson in the regular season, he got to prepare for one game. He got to focus on one thing at a time. And that's when Doug Peterson is his best. 
Well, so you can take the Eagles. I'll take the Cowboys. I think they will win out. I don't think that. So you think you're picking the Cowboys to beat the Rams this weekend? You you said you thought they went out. <laughs> okay, I took it back. <laughs> I forgot that they're. I forgot. I forgot that they're playing the Rams. I forgot that quick. Okay. Oh, no, they don't win out. But I think that they beat the Eagles, and of course they beat Washington. But the Rams' defense is unless unless Dak and Zeke become Dak and Zeke of old, then they have no chance. No, and unless, like, Jason Garrett becomes Bill Belichick, like, this isn't happening. Like, it's just not, he's not going to transform overnight. Jason Garrett is awful. I don't know. I just, I don't believe in the Eagles. I don't believe in Carson Wentz. I don't believe in those wide receivers, especially with Alshon Jeffrey gone. I don't, I don't believe in them. That's fair. We shall see. We'll see. I still, I shockingly am taking the Cowboys, but. So, real quick. They're on a three-game losing streak, the Cowboys. Is this solidifying that Jason Garrett has done in the NFL for a while? Yes, it was solidified at the beginning of the season. Jason Garrett should have never been back coaching this team. So, <laughs> not in any position. He should, should sit down. Yes, he needs some time to think about <laughs> I want to be in the in the NFL. Do I want to be a head coach and call all the offensive plays? Do I just want to be a head coach who looks at my team as they run up and down the field like a Mike Tomlin? Do I want to be a good coach? Is the main question to ask himself. But Jerry Jones, if he wants to see his team win in his lifetime, needs to get rid of Jason Garrett. I agree with that. Yeah, Jerry Jones is, he's one of those people that, you know how um, in the Avengers they turn to dust? Like that, Jerry Jones is on his way. He's on his way, unfortunately. I hate to say that, but he's going to get the Thanos snap soon. He's going to get the Thanos snap soon. And so he really needs to get him. He will not do it this year. Jerry Jones will not fire him just to mess with all of us. Oh, he's 100% going to fire Jason Geary. And... It's going to be live footage of a clown walking out of Jerry World, like literally, when, when he fires him. Because Jason Garrett is a whole clown on that sideline. And like you said, he shouldn't have been coaching. I think I don't think Jason Garrett is done in the NFL, but I think we're not going to see him for maybe a year. And then he's going to get a job somewhere. He might go to Carolina. They might be dumb enough to pick him up. My he's God, I hope not. Ron Rivero, who is a great coach, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we also this past weekend had such a great championship weekend. So no real surprises over the weekend. Utah was the only su- kind of surprise. Um, they they lost to um, Oregon in the in the cha- in the in the championship. So that made way for Oklahoma, and Oklahoma took their opportunity. They went into a, a overtime game. With uh, Baylor, and that was, that was man, that was a, fun, a phenomenal game. I think Baylor did a good job of correcting some things that hurt them in the last game yeah. um, against them, but it still didn't matter because, you know, in the end, Oklahoma got it. But what a game that was. That was a great game. Yeah, so now the bowl games are set, right? And of course, 
the most important things that matter um, are are the top four. So it'll be LSU in Oklahoma and Ohio State and Clemson. Um, so which which bowl game of the four are you looking most forward to? Well, of course I'm looking forward to Ohio State Clemson. Oh my God. Why would you expect anything less than that, less. Than that yeah. answer right there? Like, why? Um, I mean, I guess I'm looking forward to LSU. Yeah, so you had a little sigh there, so you're thinking Ohio State got snubbed. Yes, and no, I mean, for number one. I mean, they did show, okay. They did not play well in the first half against Wisconsin. Oh, no. I was livid watching that game. <laughs> I was like, where's the run game? Justin, what are you doing? Defense, what are you doing? Like, I was, I was not happy as an Ohio mm-hmm. State fan, watching what they did to Michigan and everybody else all season and what they did to Wisconsin previously, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. So I understand if, if the committee took that into consideration. However, LSU played Georgia. Who expected Georgia to beat LSU? Not me. Did you? I, I No, but I, I also didn't expect Wisconsin to beat Ohio State at all. Like, I, going into championship weekend, I'm like, no, there should be no surprises. Like, the only surprise to me was, and it wasn't even a surprise, Utah and Oregon to me, like, that was that was a given. But, come on. Come on, Kalea. LSU, can we talk about it? Like, oh. LSU, LSU, <laughs> LSU beat Bama, beat Georgia. They're undefeated. In the SEC, that has to account for something. It has to account for something. I get what you're saying. I mean, but like Ohio State, everybody knows Michigan is overrated every year. If you want to say that their most impressive win is a Wisconsin or a Penn State, neither one of those teams were as good as Bama with Tua. Not at all. Not. Not at all. Maybe as good as Bama now with this average white quarterback. But. Yeah, no. Because watch, Michigan's going to get stomped on by Alabama. We're not talking about Michigan. On Why January are we bringing first. Michigan into the conversation? <laughs> See, here January you go. So this is what Ohio State people do. You can't yeah, even. One you, you can't even take. You can't even take your serving right now. So what you do is then flip it and try to offend us when we weren't even in the conference. That's how bitter you guys are. No, you deserve number two. That's you deserve. No, you deserve. You deserve number two. You deserve number two. You didn't win. deserve. You didn't deserve number one. How about that? When you win, you re-up on the trash talk for the next Whatever. year. So I am Whatever. re-upping. You deserve number two. Take Whatever. that serving. Whatever. Take that serving. Hey, at least. We're and how about this? How about this? You want to know what I'm looking forward to? <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to? What? I'm looking forward to Clemson and Ohio State because Ohio State is going to lose and it's going to look bad. It's going to look really bad because Dabo and Trevor Lawrence are really that good. And people have been undermining them, yes. And people have been undermining them the entire season. But let's not forget, Dabo has two national championships, okay? 
whatever. <laughs> whatever. And you are going to lose terribly. It's going to be terrible. Justin Fields is going to choke. Your defense isn't going to show up, and it's going to be bad. Yeah, keep that same energy. You know what? I, yeah, oh, I completely will. Either way, I think. Energy. Oh, I a hundred percent will. Either way, I think <laughs> the. Um, you know, thanks for poking the bear. You know, all you have to do. <laughs> I know. I know what. <laughs> um. Either way, LSU, I think, is going to be in the final, and I'm. It's something I, I have to pick Clemson over Ohio State. So I'm looking forward to both of those. The next thing I'm looking forward to, of course, is Michigan-Alabama. Because I, I feel like this is this is an opportunity for Harbaugh, right? Like, if you can get a win over Saban, that, you know, that is, a, is an extremely good opportunity for Harbaugh to be like, yeah, we beat Bama. Who's done that? other than Urban in the past few years. You know what I mean? Not many people have beat Saban. Um, This is an opportunity. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, I'm not writing Michigan off. I'm picking Michigan to win this game. Of course you are. And you know what? We we can talk about the predictions later, but at at another time when it's closer to the games, but... I just want you to mark that word. Um, That's fine. I mean, I'm looking forward to that game, too. But um, another game I'm looking forward to is, this is so just, like, random, but Eastern Michigan-Pittsburgh. I think that might be a really good game. It's very random, but, you know, I'm an EMU alumni, so I'm always happy when they make it to a bowl game. Um, They had a good, they had a really good season. They did. They went 6-6. Like, that's shocking. And you know what? You know what I'm excited for? What? Michigan State and Wake Forest. I because, <laughs> because, ah, can we play the Kawhi laugh, please? I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it. You know what I'm excited for? Michigan State and Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get to it fast enough because I was laughing because... First why of all, you bring that up? Nobody first cares. of all, exactly, exactly. That's why it's hilarious. First of all, when Michigan State beats Wake Forest, which it's not guaranteed based off this season for them, when they beat them, and when we probably lose to Alabama, but I'm picking us to win, I bet you 100% a Michigan State fan is going to be like, oh, one school in Michigan won their bowl game, one didn't. I bet. The trash talking will ensue. But you know what? It doesn't matter because you play Wake Forest. This so? is worse. This is worse than when you lost in the NCAA tournament challenge to Middle Tennessee University. Like, let's not forget that that actually happened to you. So don't go out there as a football squad and lose to Wake Forest. First of all, I didn't even know they had a football team. And then you're going to sit up there. No, I knew they had a basketball team because that's where Tim Duncan and Chris Paul played. But no idea, no idea that they had a football team. So go ahead, go out there. If I, you know, go out there and lose to Wake Forest, so then we can do the Kawhi Lab to you for the rest of the season. Okay, we have to wrap up what in the sports, but we'll talk more about bowl games and all that great stuff in our next one. So wrapping up what in the sports, 
Our, he- our Heisman finalists are named. We got two people from Ohio State, Chase Young and Justin Fields. And then we've got Jalen Hurts and, and Joe Burrow. It sounds like people are are so Joe Burrow, 100%, is going to win this by a landslide. What do you think? Do you think that's right? Of course I don't think that's right. <laughs> I have two Ohio State players, offense and defense, in this list. Why would I ever pick LSU Chanel? I know, but well, from... I would pick Chase Young over Joe Burrow. Chase Young missed games, so I can't pick him. You can't, I mean, you got to play. You got to play. I mean, you can't miss games and win a Heisman. I'm sorry. It just, he missed like three games, Kalea. That's like a a fourth of the season. You know what? I can't, you can't reason with unreasonable people. Um, You know what? Joe Burrow, who would have thought a fifth year senior would win a Heisman? Like, it just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, Jalen Hurts is in it, and he's a graduate tra- transfer. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but Jalen Hurts is young. But he's a fifth-year senior. That's up for a Heisman. It's just odd to me. It never like, happens. Why did it take you five years, buddy? Like, so that's – so Joe – I'm kidding. Joe Burrow goes four years at, like, a, a what, a 37% completion rate, 47% completion rate. And this year, he's at like 78%. What the heck happened? What clicked for you? I'm also concerned that we're looking at Joe and we're like, one and done. Like, this is the only year you've shown that you can do this. Like, is it just that you are extreme? You're you're this extreme kind of like expert of the LSU system at this point, And now it's working for you. Like, I don't know. I'm more impressed with the younger players. I'm more impressed with Jalen Hurts. Right, because yes, he's been playing in college longer, like as long, probably just as long. But he transitioned to a new conference, new opponents, new system. Like he he's passing way more than he did in Alabama. Like yeah. he's showing us a completely different skill set. You gave the Heisman to Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, and arguably Hurts' numbers are better. So, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, but, I agree. So I was Ohio State bias aside. I would pick Jalen Hurts. I think, yeah. that as you, like you said, he showed us that he can go to a different conference, go to a new system, and a new coach, and still mm-hmm. be Jalen Hurts that we knew yeah. old before Tua took, took over. Why would you not give it to him? Right. He I don't know. Excellence over multiple schools at this point. Yeah. In multiple games in his career. So I think he, I, I think Jalen Hurts should win the Heisman. Yeah, I I agree, but you know we we don't have to make those decisions. Um, of the of the of the players that are in that conversation, because it sounds like Tua might be leaning towards going into the draft. Who's your Who's your number one pick? Right right now, the number one pick will go to Cincinnati. If you're Cincinnati GM, who you pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Andy Dalton is just not the Andy Dalton that we knew. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably pick Jalen Hurts if we're watching what uh, the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I would go
That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm not mad at that pick. Um, I think Chase Young is a is probably the next Khalil Mack or you know uh, or Nick Bosa. You know what I mean? Like that transformational of a defensive player, Clowney, when he first came out. Like it's hard for me to say pass up on that guy and take a quarterback. Because, like you said, the Cincinnati needs so much. Yeah. Um, I think a, court, a a really good quarterback will still be available when they get their other first-round pick. So I, my gut tells me take Chase at one and then later on see who's left from the quarterback pool. Because when you think about it, they've got they've got Hurts, Burrow. You've got Trevor Lawrence. You've got that kid in Oregon. That that's yeah, that's yeah. like on people's on people's radar. You got Tua. I don't think all those teams after you is gonna take a quarterback. I just don't. Um, but just for Chase Young, I don't want him to be. That's <laughs> terrible. It is. It is. No, we gotta get by the Ravens, the mm-hmm. Steelers, and the Browns twice mm-hmm. a year. I'm okay. I don't want to. Yeah, that. and you know. You gotta live in Ohio. You Cincinnati hate to see it. Nice. We went to it was yeah, nice. and it was, and we explored the entire city in five hours. <laughs> we had nothing to do. I went and got ice cream by myself. That's how desperate I was for some type of fun. <laughs> there, we'll talk more about we were the. There for tennis. <laughs> we were there for exactly. We are not there for a Bengals game at all. But it looks like the the the, the the, the teams that will follow will be somewhat of like Miami, the Jets, some combination of Miami, the Jets, or um, uh, New York Giants. I would much rather have him go go play for one, either of those teams in Cincinnati. You're right. Um, so that's it. That's all we got for what in the sports. We'll talk more about uh, quarterbacks in the draft a little bit later. But next up, we got... You love to see it, or... You hate to see it, so let's jump right on in. Let's do it! Oh, the New York Knicks, just following, you know, their pattern. Yes. Love it or hate it. My God, I hated this. I I thought Fisdale got a bad shake in uh, Memphis when they fired him, and I thought he got a bad shake here. There's not much any coach could do with this team at this point. And there's not much any coach could do with a dysfunctional franchise like the New York Knicks under uh, Dolan. So hated it, hated to see this, and I hope he lands on his feet. I agree, I hated it. The Knicks are terrible. I don't know why they expect people to just come in and, what are we, 24 games in, just turn the whole franchise around? Like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on, Derrick Rose hits a game winner against the Pelicans. He had 17 of the Pistons' 21 points in the first quarter. Love oh it. Oh, my goodness. Love it. And you know what he said at the end of the game? Don't I'm born it. for this. Bleepity, bleepity, bleep. <laughs> yes. Let's go. He's like, I'm born for this. Bleepity, bleep. Love it, D. Rose. 17 points. 17 of your 21 points in the fourth quarter hit the game winner, ice the game for us. That's the kind of energy we need in Detroit. I love that you're in Detroit. Keep going after it. Loved it. I'll be at the next Pistons game. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, the Seahawks lost to the Rams. Yeah, Monday night football. Oh, no, Sunday night fo- football. It, it, first of all, it was a little disappointing, so I hated to see that. But mostly because I've been the biggest one rooting for Sierra's husband. And this man by his name. Sierra's husband and Sienna's dad and baby future stepdad. I've been rooting for him, and they just it just wasn't the Seahawks night. So I hated to see that, especially since if they won, they would have been in first place in the NFC, and now they're in fifth place. So they've got some making up to do. It's a crazy jump right there. Crazy. I kind of loved it. Uh, we saw the Rams get back to the Rams of old, kind of. And yeah. I really enjoy the Rams' defense. So I hope they keep it up. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our favorite Browns, well, second favorite Browns player. But Odell is telling opposing teams he wants out of Cleveland, come get me at all costs. Come get me. This was so funny. I loved it. I freaking loved it. First of all, we'll talk about it more later, but I loved it. OBJ, come get me. I, if I were in Cleveland, I'd be telling people to come get me too. Well, <laughs> it's not about Cleveland, but it's about the Browns franchise just as a whole, not using Odell in the mm-hmm. way that they should have. Um, so I loved it for Odell because he needs to get out of there. I don't want to see him waste another year of his career not doing what we know Odell can do. So exactly. Him. Don't waste this man's prime. Right. All right. Another one of our favorite wide receivers to talk yes. about Antonio Brown. Now, you know, Patriots news. You should not be surprised that we saw Antonio Brown make an Instagram appearance with a Patriots photo of him and his Patriots team. Love it or hate it. Loved it. Go get the pay. Go get AB Patriots. Go get him. Run to him. Y'all Beg know. him. Beg him to come back. Let's go. Loved it. Say, we want all your mess, A.B. <laughs> I hated it. Just because I hate A.B.'s antics and, like, they don't they don't want you. So just let it go at this point. They really don't. It's sad. Um, yeah. The Clippers, your boy Kawhi, gets routed uh, by the Bucks. Yeah. You hate, you, you, you hate it to see it for the Clips, but I love to see it for the Bucks. Man, these guys are Balling. Giannis is balling. Shout out to the Bucks. Yeah. So. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Ohio State in uh, college basketball rankings has moved up to number three. My God. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. First of all, can we establish that North Carolina are imposters at this point? Like they, like that's the reason why they jumped all the way to number three because they beat North Carolina. They literally held them to forty nine points. No North good team. And Duke are just having a rough go so far. Rough go, rough, rough go. So whatever, I don't care. Hated it. Hate, it. hate to see this. Loved of course. Uh, Giants Cowboys on Monday night. We already talked about this a little bit. Love it or hate it. Loved it. Eli. Eli, and he had Peyton in the box. Let's go. Peyton was the Manning so brothers. <laughs> he looked good in the first half. First half was... Well, that's because... Ooh. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I hated it just because this was a waste of my time on a Monday <laughs> I could have been watching so many other things, catching up on all my shows. Like, I had other things to do, Chanel. I could have been actually, like, 
But whatever. <laughs> also, Eli, I hope you know after this week, it is time. So I hated, like, seeing him. I felt like limping out there to go play quarterback. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Eli. 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 Moving on to these Houston Rockets. Oh, Lord. Oh, the Rockets and that Miss Dunk. Goodness gracious. Love it or hate it. (laughs) Loved it. This was so good. Game over. Game over. Game over. This was so funny. And the Rockets are like, oh, what is it, Cole? Oh, my goodness. We lost the game because of two points. It's your fault. No, you lost the game because you suck. Like, you could have made up the points. Shut up and play the game. Loved it. Love it. Anytime (laughs) I get to see James Harden lose, I love it. Oh, my goodness. Um, Oh, another cheating scandal. (laughs) (laughs) Equipment was stuck in New Jersey. Oh, my God. Well, I hated this because I think somebody got fired because of it. I, I can't confirm that, but, like, whoever made that order, they probably got fired the next minute, right, when they found out that you sent it to the wrong place. Oh, no. Bill Belichick didn't get fired. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was that was wild. And then you had them wheeling in their equipment looking like it's, like, dozens of orders of pizza or something like that. It was crazy. It would have been a forfeit, Chanel. Would have been a forfeit. I know. I know. Hate it. Hate it to see that. If that would have had a bit of forfeit, that would have been wild. So yeah. I'm glad that they found it. Yeah, I hate it to see it. Especially in Foxborough. That's not something that they want the league to investigate. Uh, another amazing performance by Anthony Davis. Love it or hate it? Oh my God. Loved it. AD Eat. He's so happy to be on a good team, a winning team. He's so happy to be in the W column after 20 plus games. That just hasn't really happened for him. I'm happy for him. The Pelicans now. So I'm happy for him. Congratulations. Great performance, AD. You stepped up. Loved it. 50 ball. On my Lakers. Uh, on my Lakers. They are just doing so amazing. Hey, yeah, we will. Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks has just a rant to give to his team. An emotional rant in the locker room. And they say, we'll get you some more help, Trey. Love it or hate it. I hated this. Oh, my God. You're like 12 years old, first of all. <laughs> like, you literally just got here. He might have cried. <laughs> Guys, I need help. I oh, my God. I'm like, literally, the Hawks, didn't the Hawks have something like five first-round draft picks or something this past season? Like, come on. They're building and developing a young team. This isn't going to happen overnight. You got to pay your dues, guy. Like, I don't know. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? A championship team? First of all, okay. We can acknowledge you have Steph Curry like skills, but again, Was Steph Curry winning when he first came, went to the Warriors. No, they had to build that team. Come on, Trey. This he's is a, he's a Gen Zer. This is some Gen Z behavior. Oh, right so some straight entitlement. And and somebody made the point where he's like, you know what? You got to think about it. Luca is over there with with 
with KP and he's balling. He's got his team in a position to make the playoffs in the West. And so he's always going to be compared to Luka because of how their their draft night went down in the trade and everything. And so maybe that's what this is. It's like, oh, yeah, Luka's balling just like you, and his team is in a better position. I don't care. Suck it up. Play the game. Develop. You, you still got Similac on your breath, as, as Stephen A. was saying. So I'm not here for it. Stephen A., the number one worst uh, what is it? sports the most annoying, most, most annoying, annoying. Yeah. yeah. First of all, I love to see that. that was we great. should have put that on there. That was, that was great. great to see. Yes, he's annoying. I'm just glad he acknowledged it. Love to see he it. He knows. <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> Paul George being booed in Indiana. Whew. Love that was rough. It. I hated it. I hated it. Yeah, I'm like, come on. What did Paul George do for this team? Hated it. Not much. They made it to the Western Conference. What's the last time they've been in the Western Conference Finals when Paul George was there? I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, Eastern Conference. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals when Paul George was there. Come on. But that's it. That's it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the last time they were close like that was Reggie Miller. So they need to be <laughs> grateful for what Paul George brought them. Paul George, you shouldn't be booing me. Uh, yeah. You're the one that I'm left, I'm the buddy. wrong one to boo. They didn't give me no help. I don't know if Lance would agree. No. <laughs> Make All them right. dance, Lance. <laughs> Our last love it or hate it. Oh. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. He was allegedly out until 1 a.m. And Bowling. Bowling. <laughs> Might we add. <laughs> and he was ruled out by the Jets uh, due to the flu. The flu. The flu. The flu. And, and that, you know, was, that was the <laughs> bowling shoes and that bowling ball. <laughs> love it or Oh, my it. God. I love this. Like, I'm not about to sit out there <laughs> and risk my health on a losing team. I was this offense when Sam Darnold was out. Can we be reminded of that? Like, that very true. Running the I line, literally, man. everything. I threw the ball. Like, come on, man. No, no. That man can go bowl at one in the morning and say he got the flu the next day. Yes, he can do that. And they say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know if I loved it or hated it. I really don't know. I'm indifferent. Indifferent. Well, that's how we end love it or hate it. <laughs> On indifference. On indifference. All right. That means it that we too might. To fight. Ew. me the ball no i don't recall what you said or what you mean i know i'm a black queen make it make sense you're getting intense and defensive but i like when you think i'm right if you don't then we're gonna be fine but we might have to fight 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 we might have to fight you might have to fight me hey we might have to fight might have to fight might have to fight 
Might have to fight. Might have to fight. Alright, so let us begin our segment of Might Have to Fight with this Patriots cheating. <laughs> of course. This is a great way to start. So So we're gonna just to let everyone know, we're gonna switch up Might Have to Fight a little bit. Um Kalea and I are each going to get about two minutes each to fight our points and a little little bit of wrap-ups, and we're going to try to get through four topics on my have to fight this time. So bear with us as we try this out. You want to go first with this one, Kalea, or you want me to? Yes, I want to go first. Okay, so go for it. the Patriots played the Chiefs yesterday, and we all anticipated this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year's game was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Patri- Patriots ended up winning, which is like how it normally goes. So we come into this week's, this year's game, and the Chiefs don't have all of their equipment. Wait, that's not the cheating I'm talking about. Oh wait, what cheating are you talking about? <laughs> it's another, it's another Spygate. Oh, we have to we have to scrap this. We have to scrap this because I don't know that that was what she was talking about. So let's let's scrap that. All right. Sorry, guys. No worries. No worries. Let's jump into the next one. This it came one. up yesterday or something. Yes. This, let's go. Oh, I do know what you're talking about, but I'm not prepared to talk about that. Let's do uh, it. This OBJ saga mm. with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Now. What does this mean for his career is the question that I'm asking. Like I said before, I am happy that Odell is telling teams to come get him. I think he could go to the Patriots. He could go to San Francisco. He loves being out in California. He trains in California. The Browns are not using him. The only thing that's holding uh, Odell to the Browns is Jarvis. Let's just be honest here. That's his best friend. He loves him like that's his brother that came from his mother. Mm-hmm. But we just see Odell running up and down the field. Baker looking at him and like, oh, I don't want to pass you because I don't, I don't know why I don't want to pass you because I know you can catch whatever I throw to you. And he'll mm-hmm. throw it to uh, Jarvis or Nick Chubb or somebody like that. So... Odell needs to go. The Browns need to just let him go, let him be free, tell him I'm sorry we thought this was going to work out, but we just didn't have a good enough for that. Also, what they did uh, with this hernia and not allowing Odell to get surgery or manage it better, because he's not doing anything, mm-hmm. is just unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad Baker called it out. Called it out. That was one of probably the best thing Baker's done all season. Call out, call something out for it. What it was, you know what? It's crazy how much the Cleveland Browns have been in in the news, and it's not even a hundred percent always about OBJ. When the Giants were in the news. It was, most of the time, always 100% because of OBJ. Um, Listen, I mean, listen. I think Odell is kind of tinkering with 
gaining the reputation of a high maintenance wide receiver like an Antonio Brown or Terrell Owens, which is fine because it doesn't seem like the difference with Odell is it doesn't seem like he's separating locker rooms. Like it seemed like T.O. was from testimonies and Antonio Brown and everything that happened in Pittsburgh. But people like him. His teammates actually really like him. So what does this mean for OBJ? It means that he's a diva. Let's just put it out there. But it also means that he knows he has a window to win. He Just like players know they have a window to make their money, he also knows he has a window to win. And he doesn't – he was excited at the beginning of the season to be a Brown, right? He's like, I've got Baker, who everyone said had a great, you know, last season. Every, it's going to be great. And then I've got Jarvis on one side. We've got a really good defense. Like, we should be able to make the playoffs – get that chemistry as a team, come back and actually be able to compete maybe for a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. And it just has gone completely south. And so he's like, I'm living in Cleveland. Stop and I'm not. Back to that. Wait a minute. You have to go back to that because he was living in New York. And Cleveland ain't New York. So he has, he's I'll like, I'm living, in, I'm living in Cleveland and I'm not winning. It's one thing to live here and win. That's why LeBron left. To be honest. Stop. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Because it's one thing, it's one thing to be here, be the man and lose. It's another thing to be in Miami and South Beach where go back home and I got to put on a coat and be cold. And I can win. Move on. But (laughs) (laughs) I got to get my LeBron jabs in there every now and then. Anyway. I think OBJ's a diva. I think he wants to win. I don't think this is going to look negatively for him at franchises. People said, you know, if he's at a game and he's being unprofessional, telling players, like, come get me and all this stuff, that's going to look very unprofessional. And it does look unprofessional. But I also think there's a level of understanding that OBJ, at the end of the day, he wants to win. He's a baller. He wants to be targeted, first of all. And he's going to bring something to the team that's going to add to the chemistry and not tear it apart, which that is the concern that you take off the table. So I think he'll be fine. I still love OBJ. I want to see him be successful in this league. I want to send him. I want to see him win a Super Bowl. I would love to see him in a Patriots uniform. I'm not even going to, I would love to see him in a Patriots uniform. I would love to see him, um, in San Francisco. Um, I don't really like the Rams or the Chargers that much, but whatever. I would even love to see him play with Lamar at this point. Like, that would be great. But he needs to be somewhere that has an established coach that is a consistent organization that's going to take care of him and that and that has some type of culture for winning. There is not a culture for winning in Cleveland. There wasn't a culture for winning in New York, it just wasn't like they were trying to rebuild and it just wasn't working. It, it has, it's not working yet. He needs somewhere where it's already working. Um, and those are some of the teams that I think he, he should land and could land. He's not to the point anymore where he can go somewhere where they're rebuilding. It's just not going to happen. No, he's not. No, he's not the main piece. Uh, yeah. He's the secondary piece. But I still like him too. Um, yeah. So we mentioned earlier that Anthony Davis is playing out of his 
man. Mayo. LeBron James is, is playing out of his mind as well. Yes. LeBron James is in MVP talks. Can LeBron win MVP if Anthony Davis is playing like this? No. I don't think so. And because I think this because last year the the Warriors got off to a hot start. Steph Curry was lighting it up. He was on track to have another like a historic season. I think a fifty what do you call it? Fifty, forty, ninety or something like that. Um fifty percent from the field, forty percent from three, ninety percent from three point. Like he was doing that across like thirty games and people were like, Oh, MVP season and then but you got you know, Kevin Durant averaging 28 points a game and, like, seven rebounds and five assists. So it's like, can you really, really say that he really means that much to the team if you have another great player like that? I don't think LeBron can win MVP with AD playing, like, at this level. Because not only is AD doing what he does on offense, a 50 ball, right? He could do that any night. But then also... He's looking like the defensive player of the year, like on both sides. He's looking ridiculous. Um, so, no, I don't. I think I stand by my original point, Giannis for MVP from what I see so far. Oh, whatever. Uh, about Giannis. <laughs> no one cares about Giannis. I think that LeBron James can still be the MVP. No, nothing is being taken away from Anthony Davis that he is playing out of his mind. However, LeBron James is averaging 25.9 points this season so far. 50.1% from field goal. Mm-hmm. He's shooting amazing from 32. He is. And he's averaging 10.8 assists. assists. That's Crazy. It's insane. It is. That cannot go unrecognized, even with this amazing teammate. Like yeah. you said, it's the Stephen Kevin Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. It just can't it's... go unrecognized. And Anthony Davis has has never had this type of leadership in another teammate in at, in the NBA. He That's hasn't. why he is playing this well right. on offense and defense and winning this many games. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think LeBron should go unrecognized. He should be nominated, but he should not win. He should be nominated. <laughs> he should win. I mean, if he continues to play this well, I think he should he should win it. He started off this well last year. I think if Giannis keeps up how he's been playing and they are the best team in the Eastern Conference, which is how they stand, I think last time I checked, they're still – a three-loss team, and the Lakers are a three-loss team. I think if Giannis keeps that up, I think unquestionably he's the MVP. It should be unanimous, actually. We should have the the second unanimous MVP. Giannis Atentacumpo. (laughs) Moving on. Giannis doesn't need to win. Who's the best college football quarterback? Between Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Tua T, because I can't say his last name. Tua T. Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence. Man, this is hard. I knew this question was coming, but 
you know, because I put it on there. But yeah, I know. It's like, this is your question. <laughs> this isn't something that I was prepared to actually answer. Um, I got to go with Trevor Lawrence. And excuse me for picking, you know, the white guy. Because I know that's what... I know that's what GMs do, right? They go safely with the white guy that, that reminds you of somebody, right? A pocket passer. But I think... <laughs> oh, but yeah. I, I think Trevor Lawrence, I think, is the most NFL starter ready over all those guys. I think a close second is like Joe Burrow because he's literally like 40 years old at this point. You know what I mean? So he just, he needs a chance to like start an NFL. But I, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence, to me, I think we've seen the best of Joe Burrow. I think, you know, he's having a great year. I think how people used to talk about Tim Tebow, how Tim Tebow is probably the greatest college quarterback of all time, Right. I think Joe Burrow is having a Tim Tebow year. And I think when Tim Tebow year, he's going to win the Heisman. Yes, he's going to win the Heisman. I think he's having a Tim Tebow year. And I think, yes, of course, he's going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. And then I I think we're going to see that it was just a Tim Tebow year um, when he gets to the NFL. He's going to, of course, have some good games. But at best, he's going to be a Kirk Cousins in the NFL. He's going to be a really good game manager, which is fine. You're still a starting quarterback, but I feel like his peak is a Kirk Cousins. That's the best Joe Burrow can be to me in the NFL. Kirk Cousins um, got his money. He did. He's going to get paid and he's going to be a starter. You can't lose with that. You, you feed your family and you get one of 32 jobs in the entire universe. You can't lose when you're doing that. So I'm, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to pick Jalen Hurts. Over and, Tua? Yeah. Over Tua. Oh. Next, let's do a ranking. Over Tua. Um, Jalen Hurts, the way he plays and the way he evokes, like, just wanting to win for Jalen Hurts reminds me of Russell. I think he has a humbleness to him too that reminds you of Russ. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think that he has the mind and he has the ability to transform his game into something that can win in the NFL. Um, mm. I think that he can scramble out of the pocket to continue a play better than Trevor Lawrence, better than Joe Burrow. 100%. Uh, better than Justin Fields because Justin Fields is just going to take off and run. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Justin Fields, he's just too young still. This is mm-hmm. his first time playing because he was under Jake Fromm in Georgia and they would use Justin Fields in uh, like third, third and goal situations. So this right. is his first time leading a team and having to be that leadership for the whole offense. So mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is overall the whole package to me. Hmm. I can't, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I, look, Trevor Lawrence is large, first of all. He's like, that's true. He's like a, a basketball player. That's true. Like, but, I mean, for his height. 
Think about just, degrees. Think about true. Muscle. I mean, true. you don't have to be big. Yeah, I think that's why I like them, though. Uh, but we'll see. I think all of these quarterbacks will get drafted as quarterbacks in the draft. I don't know. If, I don't know if Justin Fields is going to come out um, this year. I don't know if Tua is going to come out this year. If I had to rank these players, I would say my number one is Trevor Lawrence. My number two is Tua, then Jalen Hurts, then Joe Burrow, then Justin Fields. Wow. So my ranking would be Jalen Hurts at number one, two is Trevor Lawrence. Um, I would go Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and then Tua, only because Tua is injured. Like, I know Tua's ability, right? Um, but I don't know how he's going to come back from this injury. So I can't yeah. put him above Justin, who's led his team to this point, and Tua's sitting on the sideline. Yeah, that's fair. We shall see if, if, and, uh, if these players go in the first round or what will happen with these quarterbacks in the NFL. Time will yet to tell. That wasn't a bad might have to fight. No, I, I like that. I like that. I think we would have had maybe some some fire if we would have talked about Cincinnati Gate, but we shall save that yeah, for another I, time. I did not realize that that was what you were talking about. <laughs> so my apologies and my apologies to all of you guys for not being yeah. prepared for that one. But no worries. We are on to. I always enjoy this uh, Predictions. Because this is where I dominate Chanel the most. Oh my god, here you go. You know what, I'm going to start I'm going to start keeping an extensive Microsoft Excel spreadsheet to keep up with uh, the wins and losses because most of the time I don't remember. So we're going to, you you think you're like pure dominance over me, but we don't have numbers. So just so you know. Well, we can go back to Ago. Oh, we might to do weeks ago. We went on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start um, per usual with the NFL. Just, just an FYI, guys. This week is not going to be that interesting. So we will not start next week's podcast saying this was a great week in sports, unless something crazy happens. And knowing the NFL, as long as there are weeks left in the season, something crazy will happen. So we have uh, the Bills playing the Steelers. The Bills playing the Steelers. The Steelers. I got the Steelers. Mike Tomlin is on a row. Cannot wait to see them. Eight and five. His best coaching ever. This is his best ever. Like, with with this team, it's insane. I agree. Give me the Steelers. He has nobody. (laughs) (laughs) No one. And that's going to be Sunday night football, so. Um, Texans, Titans. I thought this would be an interesting game. Yeah, so first of all, we didn't talk about how the Texans got scorched. I thought like, you wouldn't want to talk about you. Yeah, my little my little brother, yeah. You know what? They got scorched. So um, I think the Texans bounced back. They they People were saying they had a Patriots win hangover. You, Deshaun Watson expressed how much that win meant to him and all that. And I just think that went right to his head. So <laughs> so they'll bounce back against the Titans, I think, even though Ryan Tannehill is balling. So I'm picking the Titans because Ryan Tannehill is just lighting it up. His career is yeah. not over. So I'm picking the That's Titans. That's what we all thought. Yeah. We thought Ryan Tannehill was done. Um, and the last NFL pick for this week that we're going to do is Falcons 49ers. 
Oh my god. Uh the Niners. Yeah. This is this should be easy this for the Niners. Easy. I think the Falcons don't go down easy yeah. though. No. I actually want to do one more. Okay. Rams Cowboys. Uh I'm gonna pick the Rams. I'm also going with the Rams. And then another interesting one is Bears Packers. Because they're the same division. I know. And the Bears have been winning. I, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, these are two teams that we don't care about as Lions fans. Um, but I'm going to pick the Bears. The Bears. I'm going to go with the Packers. I think they show up. That'll be in Lambeau. So we'll see how it goes. All right. So on to the NBA. On to the NBA. Um, yes. Kawhi is going to get his ring. So Clippers, oh, Raptors, who you got? Kawhi go get that ring, dog. He gonna have them straight backs fresh, <laughs> and they gonna win. The Clippers are gonna win. I'm trying to tell you, Drake's gonna you be there. It's let gonna Drake be, listen. It's gonna be an event. The Raptors might let him win because they're like, man, you brought us a chip. You know what? You need a W. We got you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he gonna have he gonna he gonna have he gonna have him straight backs tight for that picture with the ring. His wife and his child gonna be there. I'm trying to tell you, you better watch out for Kawhi. He might he might light it up for fifty for no reason. I, I'm picking the Clippers. Um, I don't see why they lose to the Raptors, even though the Raptors are still playing very well. The Raptors are, are playing really good. Siakam and um, Van Vleet, uh, every barber. Drake's twin and everybody's barber, so. Um, and the 76ers and the Celtics. Man, the seven, two good teams in the East. The 76ers can't beat the Celtics, so this is easy. They're going to lose to the Celtics. I'm picking the Celtics as well. I hate the 76ers. <laughs> Joe Joe. Uh, yes, so that's all. Those are the only games that we're interested in this yes. week. That we wanted to predict. So, that was short. Um, and now we're on to She Got Game. She got it. She got it. She got it. Yeah. She got game. So, we need a sponsor for that. We need a sponsor for She Got Game. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> this week's She Got Game is going to go out to a bunch of people. Uh, first... Stanford's Goldie. Yes! Now, she was lit, as you like to say. Oh she my god! An amazing block to uh, make sure that they didn't lose. Mm. So, shout out to you. You got game, girl. Listen, that was the best thing I've ever seen. First of all, it was a it was a terrible fake. I don't know what sis thought she was doing. Who was kicking the ball. She tried to get her to go one way faker so that she could get it in. And she didn't fall for it. She did not fall for it. Kiki was there. Kiki loves it. Okay. And then she blocks it. And then she just goes wild. She points to the championship on the Jersey. She does the Superman with the Stanford. And then she's like, zip. She zips the lips and say, shut up. Cause we want to chip. The only thing that was missing was, Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? 
That was the only thing missing from it. I loved it. Let's go, Kiki. Way to win your team a chip. And and sis from North Carolina, way to lose one. Because you had an opportunity. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, Chanel, the goalie's name wasn't Kiki. Kiki is the girl who scored the winning goal. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it is okay. We got to so block Kiki, Kiki did... Kiki did well. Kiki, Kiki did Kiki well. Won the game. Kiki won I the game on a great fake. I thought this was the goalie. It's okay. I couldn't find her name. Um, but she did well too. You did well. Kiki won Shout out game. to Stanford. Kiki won the game. Stanford's goalie iced the game for North Carolina, but Kiki won the game for Stanford. So just great to both of you guys. Uh, you both have game. And then we're going to throw some tennis in here. Yes! So, finally! I don't I don't know, Chanel, if I was surprised by this. Um but Carol Caroline Oh my gosh, Caroline Wozniacki. Yes. That is her name. <laughs> is, is retiring this year after the twenty twenty Australian Open. Bye bye. You know, she won she won one grand slam. Yeah. You know? She was supposed to be a lot better than she was. You know, I think a lot of these players, they just ran into Serena. It's like it's like what you say about when during Jordan's era. It's like, yeah, Reggie Miller, he ran into Jordan. Charles Barkley ran into Jordan. That's what happened to a lot of these really, really good tennis players, right? They just they ran into Serena. Serena every time had their number. Um but good for her. It, it sounds like she's making a decision based off her and her family. I know she had a, a baby. She's like best friends with Serena. Serena like stood in her wedding. So she, she yeah, she was at Serena's wedding too. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? You'll be fine. But I just hope she's making this decision for her and what's best for her at the time. But yeah. Serena wasn't going to retire anytime soon. <laughs> it looks like. And you were just going to keep running into the same problem. And you haven't looked the same since you got back. So. Yeah, I mean, but when she was in her prime, uh, she was she great. Was great. She was Phenomenal. Great. So, Caroline, thank you for your contributions to tennis. Thank you, um, thank you. And that game. You do. You have tremendous game. Thank you. Just stay around and be a uh, Olympia's coach. You could take. Yeah. You could take her too as Olympia's coach. Yeah, her and Venus need to tag team. Yeah. But I don't think people recognize how annoying of a sport tennis is to play, right? Because you have to be in shape as an individual. Yeah. Year round. Like you can't like these these tennis players are on vacation showing you their vacation. They are not splurging on food. Like they are not like getting out of just eating crazy or anything like that. They're they have to keep their bodies in shape. I doubt it. I doubt not it. Not Miss Serena Williams. You no, no, not her. You remember that time that she did have some bad burritos or something, and then she couldn't make it through that doubles match. She had to go <laughs> to the bathroom. That's not gonna happen to her again. Oh, <laughs> no, you're right. Tennis is yeah is a crazy. You're running all over the place. So right. Yeah, and you never know how long a match is gonna go, so you have to be well conditioned. So. Yeah. Shout out for those, to those ladies for keeping their bodies healthy and caring about their training and conditioning. I mean, we talk about Sloan all the time, but, I mean, she stays in shape, so. She does. <laughs> Sloan makes her money. <laughs> can't, 
can't knock her. No. Um, and then we got one more. Uh, she got game. Yeah. So, um, so as we mentioned tennis a little bit, Venus and Serena went on an epic girls trip to the Bahamas, and they were on a yacht. And Serena was just so excited about being on the yacht, and she posted several pictures with them. But Venus and Serena, first of all, look like they're living their best life, and I will not be here for anything other than people supporting them. So shout out to them before the tennis season starts in January, yet again, living their best lives with their bikini swimsuits and on a yacht that I cannot afford. Secondly, um, Serena Williams smashed racket from the U.S. Open sold for $20,910. I didn't know you had money like that. You bought it? Uh, it's hanging on my wall right now. What? <laughs> Listen, this is epic. Like, how epic can you be? Like, a smash racket in a fit of rage, a bit of rage, and it's just a quick 20 ball off of it. Like, oh my goodness. You love to see it, I guess. But she got game. I mean, she got game. She could smash that. her racket, and that. that's how bad people want to see her. But yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So, and this is—I just wanted to add—that was from the controversial match in 2018 against Naomi Osaka. Oh, wow! I remember that racket. She did. I don't have 20,000 to give to Serena for a racket that she smashed that's only like $160. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Yeah, but you can tell your kids, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the most controversial match of all time, I have the racket <laughs> that caused the controversy. <laughs> That is going to be like, who is Serena? Like, <laughs> who is Naomi? <laughs> yeah. What is the U.S. Open? Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Who are our losers this week? Congratulations. You played yourself. Oh, so, my goodness. My loser of the week is Chris Paul. Oh, no. I am so tired of Chris Paul and his little antics um, from the jersey to what he did against the Trailblazers and just yelling at the ref. Chris Paul, you are on the end of your career, the tail end of your career. I don't know how you've made it past Dwayne Wade, but okay. You need to calm down. You are on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I could end it right there. You are on the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Rockets told you they would never trade you, and then they traded you. Like, calm down, play your games, and just collect your money and wait until somebody else tries to pick you up. Stop with these agents. Well, somebody doesn't like the entire Rockets organization. <laughs> you went after James. Now you go to CP. You could go up to Trevor Reese and uh, Tracy McGrady next. Uh, no, not this week. So the Kimbe Matumbo a little bit. You want to go after her? Not this week. You ready? Not, not this week. week. I went after Russ too. I think. Yeah, you go after Russ. Let's just we need to assess your uh, extreme hatred towards him. Listen, <laughs> listen. My losers this week is 
are referees. Like, you guys suck. Like, you literally suck. And here's the thing. I know we have the benefit of seeing everything on television and it being slowed down and telling you, like, and then you have to deal with all the, the trash talking and all that. Whatever. You get paid a lot of money to do this job. So I'm going to need you to do it better. First of all, first bout of evidence, the Saints game. The explanation was stupid, okay? Because they did throw the ball. It was a fake punt, and that should have been a pass interference. That's number one. You cannot do that to people. Number two, the Patriots game. Not only did you mess up an entire touchdown, but you also messed up a fumble that could have helped them. You also messed up on a pass interference call that was extremely blatant. And then you also just completely missed call a touchdown. Like, what was that? Second amount of evidence. Third, what actually really happened to the Rockets? Like, that was really crazy. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I read into it. I've watched the play. And I still don't understand why you couldn't count that basket. I don't understand why you couldn't count the basket. That didn't make any sense whatsoever that you couldn't count the basket. It clearly went into the hole. It clearly should have counted. You looked at it and you couldn't count the basket. That was extreme nonsense. You all take a major fat stupid L today and all this week and you better get it together because we will not tolerate this as fans. Going into the season, going into the playoffs, especially for the NFL, you need to get this together. The NFL has made too many changes for you not to get this together. You continue to, the NFL continues to come out with these PDF reports about what they're changing, (laughs) about what they're changing and why it's important for the league. And you continue to ignore them. You continue to get things wrong and you continue to put us in this cycle of like, okay, let's come out with another PDF. No, do your jobs right. No more PDFs necessary. If you call a pick play, we wouldn't even have replay and all these challenges and stuff. If you just call the pick play against the Saints, all of that stuff wouldn't have happened, right? Get it together because I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. I am sick of you determining sports history. Stop it. That's enough. We've had enough. Let the game be played the way it's supposed to be played and call the calls when you see them. There's no, oh, the rules don't allow me to blah, 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 and look, blah. No. Call the game the right way, and you won't have excuses. Congratulations. Congratulations. You played yourself. (sighs) And with that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) With that, ladies and gentlemen, we... We wrap up another sports podcast on a Tuesday. I think we're pretty good at this. Maybe we should come back, do it again next week. Maybe so. Maybe so. Like Claire said, I don't know if we'll have the most exciting weekend in sports, (laughs) but we will find something to talk about next week. Thank you to all of our new followers. Once again, follow our Twitter page at Girls. TLK Sports and the number two. We would love for you to follow us. Our Twitter page is hot. Only been live a few weeks. Already over 200 followers. And uh, we'll be back at it again. Just some girls talking some sports. The next big thing is here, ladies and gentlemen. And it's lit. Take me out. Hey! Hey! <laughs>